at, at home, home with Linda and why is your pace so much slower than mine? Yeah, because I didn't know where you were going with it. I thought we were so You were just sync. about to, uh, Drew was doing this like conductor's like body Hands. language. like. <sighs> so <laughs> if it was Jonathan sitting across from me, we would have been dead in sync, like totally in sync. There's that twin dynamic. Not Backstreet Boys? No. I want it in sync. <laughs> uh, so let's try this again. Ready? At, At home, home with, with Linda, Linda and Drew Scott. Scott. See? Oh my gosh, my conductorism is really working. <laughs> so it is interesting to see when people spend so much time together and then they start to finish each other's sentences. And some couples even start to look the same. It's like if you have pets. So for you're going to look time. like a short Asian? <laughs> or you're going to look like a tall, lengthy white guy? <laughs> uh, but it's, it's interesting to see a dynamic when you start to, to have those moments where you can know what each other are thinking without talking, but does it ever get to how connected twins are? Do you think? I don't think so. I think twins have a magic secret, invisible language. And um, I think you guys plug your umbilical cords into each other at night and people just don't know it. So gross. Yeah. You must have extension cords when you're not like in the same building. Well, yeah, but it's gross. Uh, (laughs) We did have a shorthand when Jonathan and I were little, we would just like our, our language. It's odd to explain to somebody because we literally didn't have to explain anything. Hold on. Don't explain it. Okay. I got it. Yeah. You thought it and I got it. See magical. (laughs) You're plugging into us. Uh, but I think uh, that was what my, my parents thought was so interesting is that John and I are conversing and we're laughing at each other and, and they can tell we're understanding what each other is saying, yet or no one else can understand. Or you're just them. No, but this is when we're like, so little. Dad do, dad do. <laughs> but we, it's, like, it's like that video on YouTube when the two little twins are oh, standing in front of the one. range and they're laughing and talking. They're having a business conversation so you, we're or too, a business meeting. We're too young to be fooling our parents, but they know there's a language there. And then they would pay JD like a nickel to translate. But I think he had no idea. He just made that up for the money. <laughs> but in, I don't know. What was your dynamic like with your siblings? Like, did you guys, did you bond more with some of your siblings and create that, I don't know, what else do you call it? Like a shorthand kind of conversation hmm. that you can have? I don't know if it, well, you know what? When April and I play code names, you know, that we have a uh, a secret language or just just 30 some odd years of experience when it comes to understanding each other with just one word. I thought you guys were just like tapping each other's foot under the table and no, cheating somehow. You, th- you thought we were cheating because we win all the time? <laughs> You're too good, <laughs> way too good. But um, yeah, I mean, it makes a difference having that much time with somebody. It's the same with, you know, you know Property Brothers, we're fortunate it's been on the air for 10, over 10 years. And over 10 years? Yeah, it's, Jeez. oh, it's been 10 years filming. But I think one of the reasons the show has been a success is that Jonathan and I have this dynamic that, you know, you can't just get putting two other hosts together. We have 41 years of experience together that other hosts won't have. So it creates a bond, it creates an energy, and I think it creates something fun, a dynamic that's fun for people to watch. I want to put you and April in a series. Property Sisters. No? Crafting. Craft- Oh, Crafting kids. That's where I was going next. Aha. What would, what would your title be? You got five seconds. Come up with a show title. One, uh, two, three, four. 
Cookie Monster. You guys can also do that <laughs> since you both love to bake. One of our guests this week is a twin, mm-hmm. Nikki, Nikki Bella, and her sister Bree. So we chatted with Nikki and Artem. Bree was Bree was out of town, I think. Nikki and Bree have a new season of Bella's coming, which is exciting. They have such a strong fan base of young women that they inspire. Yeah, and it's no wonder why. I mean, they give to their fans so much of themselves and and they share so candidly their personal lives um, in, in a way that's always inspiring and empowering. And can I just point out, anyone who says wrestling is fake, I'd love you to get into a ring and do what they do because it takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of strength and agility. Anybody who's a wrestler, especially mm-hmm. Nikki and Bree, they're badass. Bree was out of town, yes. I mean, they keep pretty busy with their shows as well, but it's you know cool to pick her brain as a twin and see what similarities they had growing up that mm-hmm. Jonathan and I had. And then you have Artem. He was born in Russia, completely different childhood, completely different lifestyle growing up. And I think it was really interesting to see their dynamic. Young lovers... The two of them also have a baby coming, which is exciting. Speaking of babies and umbilical cords, that baby is strong. Do do all ultrasound photos look like that where it just looks like a giant umbilical cord penis? (laughs) Is that weird? I don't know. You had to say it. Yeah, it was. But anyway, I mean, Nikki and, and Artem were the ones joking about it. Like, this baby is strong. Because that umbilical cord was huge. It was like, yeah, tree trunk huge. Yeah, it's not the size of the umbilical cord. It's the nutrients that you get from it. Right. Right. Anyway. Anyway, we're excited. But I think that would be, that would be that's so awesome having a built-in best friend. Wait a minute. Oh. This is very interesting, though. So Nikki and Bree are twins. They're having kids at the same time, which is almost like twins. And they're going to grow up together. So they will probably have that same shorthand dynamic with I'm each sure other. I'm sure they will because they'll spend so much time together. Yeah. I think anyone you spend a lot of time with, you will have that shorthand. I think so. That's true. Like you don't need to be twins. Just makes it more awesome if you are. No twins are pretty awesome. And going from new babies to old babies, dad's birthday was yesterday. <laughs> 86. 86. My dad is 86 years young. He looks so young for 86. He looks great. It was actually really fun too. We, we got our whole family together. So Linda and I popped out to Vegas. That's where everybody else was. And mom and dad are down there visiting as well. So we wanted to hang out the whole group together. Mm-hmm. Went for dinner. Dad, never, he doesn't want anything though, aside from time black with socks. family. Well, yeah, black socks, a Scottish tartan tie. A good the, round of cards. Yeah, and time with family. Oh, and Stetson Cologne or Brute. <laughs> He goes back and forth. Do you think you'll start wearing cologne in your older years? Because you no. don't wear anything. I don't know. I don't like over the overpowering smells. No, like. Can you wear one that smells like chocolate for me? No, you'll lick or me all day long. strawberries. Why is Linda licking cake. me? Why is Linda chewing on my arm? I think <laughs> uh, for me, I like the natural smell, but Stetson and Bruce. Like the natural BO smell? Uh, actually, no. I don't mind it. No, no, no. Natural BO, trust me, my natural BO, especially after a basketball <laughs> game, you don't need that. But um, for dad, though, like his his Stetson smell, that's, I mean, their marketing is all about cowboys and old rugged cowboys. And my dad has been a cowboy his whole life, so it's a it perfect works. Fit. I mean, it's fun getting together with our family. Yeah, we're lucky that we get to see a lot of them. And we also like to play cards and do all the things that my and dad puzzles, likes to do, too. puzzles, yeah. yeah. And we actually get to interview mom and dad uh, for this podcast. We do. That was 
Hilarious. That, that came and, from you guys actually too, because you guys were saying that you wanted us to talk to Jonathan and Zoe and JD and Anna Lee and mom and dad. And you get to dig into our past a little bit more. So, And that was fun to hear stories from them that uh, that we haven't heard before. It's so rare when, you know, we spend so much time together. When you tell me a story I've never heard before or when mom and dad do, I it blows me away. I love it. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just love talking to couples who are in love. Like Nikki and Artem. Oh, exactly. Nikki and Artem, young, blossoming love. Why don't we stop talking about our love and dive in with Nikki and Artem? All right. Here we go. Enjoy. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices, like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not <laughs> mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love Bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we belong Yeah, it feels like home There's only one of us in here that we're afraid of getting nipply during this interview. And, and that's, that's true. me. It's true. I got my covers on, so I'm good. <laughs> true will be the first one to like tell the temperature. He'll be like, ding. Oh, really? Yeah. That is hilarious. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never known, you never really get THL. What's THL? Titty hard on. Oh, that's THL. like what you call. You've never heard of that? No, THL. I just no call way. it Nipply. Oh. She just calls it Drew's every day. Drew's yeah. every day. Oh my God, I'm terrible. That's Close why I so when I'm filming, sometimes if we're doing like a commercial or something where they're not used to, to us, like on our show, yeah. I, you know, I lay wrap my sweater or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll come over all awkwardly and they'll say to me like, oh, um, your shirt's more raying a little. Maybe we should try a different shirt or whatever. And then <laughs> our wardrobe person who knows, she's just like, no, by that they mean your nipples are <laughs> piercing the lens. <laughs> so. That is amazing. <laughs> I love that. Your nipples are amazing. Yeah, my nipples yeah. are. You know, they should be in a museum. Well, uh, you know what, now you know my pain because that happens to me a lot. Yeah, all so, girls, they just have to like, deal with that yeah, all the time. Totally. So I, I get, there's actually a thing, you could even get them off Amazon, they're called nippies. And stickers. They're, and they're better than any silicone one that's out there, because you know they can be weird. Yeah. These are like bigger and thinner, but they still prevent. It's what I like. And in. can you see the outline? No, unless you're in a super tight okay. shirt. Because I don't but. like the, I don't understand when they have the flower ones. Yeah. Like, why do I need a flower it's so, petal? So <laughs> they, weird. they gave me on one of our, because again too, I get very nipply. 
And you know, it's normal, everyone has nipples, but uh, yeah. on one of our shoots, they gave me the flower nipple cover oh, things. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I put them on and then I just, I shoot my whole scene and they didn't say anything about it. And then afterwards I happened to catch a, a, a glance at one of the playbacks and full on, like my, my shirt was fitted, full on flowers around my nipples. I'm like, that is worse than just seeing my nipples, guys. Now yeah. I have two, like, it looks like I have flower tassels on my chest. When rumors start. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, you know, it's at least it matches. Freaky side. Yeah. Where's tassels I have the, the same flower tattoo on my butt, so yeah. it's, it's fine. <laughs> butt tassels. Uh, Love thanks it. for coming to sit down with us. And, yeah. And share, yeah. Of course. Thank you, guys. It's for actually, having us. You guys, I mean, hardworking nonstop, whether it's dancing with the stars or, or whether designing. it's. designing. Designing, yeah. which I want to dig into and talk about because I mean, I have seen you have, it's not actually just even the aesthetic, you have a great eye for architecture as well. And then also um, your shows and everything else you have on the go and appearances and your product line and yeah. your wine. Is there any of the wine left after all of your, your house parties? Well, with those <laughs> around, there's not much wine left, but yeah, there's some. Thank goodness Napa Valley's still producing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you handle, there's so much on the go. How do you guys handle everything that you do and, and still, you look, you haven't, for me, I get run down looking. Uh, I get banged like, down. This is me, I'm running down. This is you run down? This is me like Han. <laughs> this whole week has been nuts. Well, and then Artem it's, has his his beard is fully quaffed. I'm jealous. My beard is jealous of your beard. Oh, really? Well, um, it takes a while, you know, to brush it and he do blows, the, do, blow dries. do all you the really? hard work. Yeah. Is that considered well, manscaping? Yeah, yeah, he manscapes. Exactly. Wait, that you, you blow it dry? Is. Yeah, because when you like get out of the shower and it's beer wet, I just can't deal with the feeling of like wet beard. Yeah, it's so the I'm, dancer like, inside of him. He's very, uh, he's a perfectionist when it comes to his hair. <laughs> I, Interesting. I've never thought of that, but I'll take that. You are. I even remember when you get ready for your tours and I call it the helmet, like how the yeah, gel was so slick. for the performance, I think it's different but you're than like just that for everyday every life. Day. I don't know. You know, that, it's, it's, it means that he's trying to look good for you all the time. I it's that's, true. You know what? I'm trying. Don't ever stop. And so, you know, I gave up. Once Linda and I got married, I'm like, Linda, you, you, yeah. this is it, downhill now. He better not. So that's, <laughs> so that's how it works, I see. And so you've had a busy week. This has been crazy. So, yeah. So, you know, I think, and you can probably relate to this, um, I think one, you know, where I'm lucky and can find balance with all the TV shows and the podcasts and YouTube channel and the companies my sister and I run is that I am an identical twin. So there's two of us that get to run everything. Mm -hmm. And one thing that Bree and I started to bring into our life that really helped out was like, okay, you look at this company more. I'll watch this company more. We just kind of started sharing the task. The divide and conquer. Yeah, we divided and we conquered. And I feel like that has helped us so much more fine balance because I felt like there was a time where Brie and I both were drowning in the deep end and we're like, is this too much on our plate? And, and Brie always likes to say that I always make us have a full plate and she always just wants to have like a first course and maybe an appetizer or dessert. dessert so. yeah. I want the 12 course meal. Like I just don't stop. She's, so. she's the Jonathan and I'm, I'm the Nikki. Like yes. it's, that's the exact same with us because I love to work. I love to stay busy. And if there's something I'm passionate about, I love to see it grow. But you know, when you look at our, you know, we have different companies as well that we run yeah. and you look at our shows, Property Brothers and the spinoffs, I mean, that has to be two of us on TV doing it. Yeah. But everything else, wherever we can divide and conquer, I know he's gonna do things well. And then, you know, we check in with each other periodically and sometimes we'll even shift. So for example, if he's, 
heading up a certain collection for our Scott Living furniture and decor. After the, the year, then we'll swap it where I'm heading that, that, that part of our, yeah. our companies, and then he's doing more on the real estate or the production entity. So, do you it's guys so do smart. Yeah, and do you like twins. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I feel, like, I feel like we're definitely missing out yeah. because right. we don't have that people we can switch with. Well, and it's and it's true. Even though, like, you were actually right. What you said is sometimes Brie gets mad at me because it needs us both. Like, so we had to do. Have you guys heard the substitute on Nickelodeon? The substitute. You would actually love. You and your brother need to do it. So. <laughs> It's nice because you give a donation to a school. So um, we did it for Las Palmas Middle School, which is over here in Covina. And I get in full, it's prosthetics, right? It is prosthetics, Okay, I called it wrong when I was just in New York and so made fun of me. Okay, (laughs) I was like made like this terrible grandma looking person, like just Hideous. First of all, I have to say, you you were a very, very good looking grandma, so don't say terrible. (laughs) So what you do is, Bree's like, well, you're going to do all the hard work. So Bree just had to come. Like, I had the 3.30 a.m. call time. Ew. <laughs> Bree got to come in at, like, 8 a.m., like, right when the school was starting. But so I did three different characters. And you go into a class and you act like a substitute. But you're pranking them in yeah. a very funny way. It sounds so cool. The reactions of the kids' faces... They're just like, and some, because middle school, they can be really naughty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So some play into it or they'll be really like rude at you. Like I had to say something to a kid and I could tell then he got scared. And and, <laughs> and then you were like, Brie was feeding me lines, but oh, I was like, okay. I'm gonna actually act like a teacher, but you had to bring into your character whatever, whatever it was you did on the side. So one of my characters was like um, this dog trainer. So these kids are in P class. I had to treat them like dogs and then Brie <gasps> would tell me to do really ridiculous stuff. And I'm like, at the end of the day, it was really fun. Um, but that was something where Brie at first was really mad at me because it was a day she could have been at home with her daughter mm-hmm. and right. needed both of us on set. Mm-hmm. But everything else that we do as far as our companies, we've really learned to divide and conquer. Yeah. Um, well, you, you probably find this too. Like, like you're such a huge name and you've also become a huge name in multiple facets, not just WWE, but yeah. also at, at television, reality fashion, shows, yeah. fashion, yeah. with all these different facets you touch, not let alone the gigantic following you have on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you will have offers every other day for something that could be really cool and unique. Yeah. And we really had to start to really be more picky and choosy with what we were taking yeah, on. Just because, prioritize. Yeah, just prioritize. Like, it's you all can't fun. say yes to everything. That's, you know, that's what I'm taking into 2020. Um, and it being 2020 now is learning to say no. Um, it's something that I have feared so much because yeah. I, I do have FOMO. I have that fear missing out, but on opportunity because I never know what that opportunity can be. Like mm-hmm. I've been someone who understands that with success, there's there usually always is failure and I'm okay with that. So I try a lot of things, um, but my sister is always like, pick and choose, <laughs> stop. Mm-hmm. And so I am trying to learn that more. And even with Artem in my life, um, he's more like Brie. So he's always like, can you just not work for a day? But I, I get anxiety. I can't. Like, if I don't do some type of work in a day, like, it feels to me a day wasted. It's just how yeah. I feel naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that will change one day when I'm a mom because a kid will be work itself. Yeah. But I still, I, I get turned on by working. Like it's being an entrepreneur or making decisions or being creative or thinking of new things. I love it. It drives me. Yeah, That's there's true. an energy you get. Yeah. That is me 100%. I think it's, uh, 
I won't say it's I get turned on well, necessarily, yeah. but you know I. Uh, I would say that you do. Well, I guess yeah. I can't. Yeah, you but know. you know, it's turned on yeah. in like a different way. Like you know, there's yeah. different ranges of <laughs> yeah. how we get turned it's on. It's not full <laughs> erection. It's just you know, it's, it's you know. It's just have it's soft. It's still <laughs> excited. Uh, TMI. You know, what, TMI. you know what I think it is? It's like um, I love when I get to see my dog Winston. Like yeah. I was just on the phone with my sister, and she's like, Winston, no humping, and I'm like, Well, you just got home. He's really excited. <laughs> when he gets very excited just to see people or like. Everything's great. He just likes to hump. And a Sorry, trainer told me. Are we talking about Arnhem? Oh, yeah. Oh, Winston. Arnhem Winston, you're talking about. Winston, right? <laughs> um, and he just told me, he goes, don't ever scold him for humping. Like, he's just excited and that's his way yeah. of showing it. Yeah. So it's like a Winston hump. That's how we get with business. <laughs> well, I do, I, I do though. There's an energy. I mean, by, by seeing you achieving or moving towards achieving something you're really passionate about, there is actually a chemical release in your brain that gives you an excitement. It's the same way. Well, it's just like the act of creating itself. Yeah, is, right. Is a joy. It is, and you know, for me, anything that I do, and, and my sister is the same. Like, it has to have purpose. Even yeah. when I do fashion, if I don't have purpose there, and I'm not passionate about it, I'm, I don't know why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I love taking advantage of so many different platforms. Is when I have a woman come up to me on the streets and say how much this inspired her or how my clothing made her feel a part of a community and that she fit in or even when it's the wine. Like I get the greatest stories, but I constantly get these inspirational stories yeah. um, from everything I do. And I think that's what motivates and drives me more because yeah. I feel like I have to be here for my Bella Army. Even when I am so tired, it makes me feel like I have to do this for them. I have to keep pushing and driving so they feel they're a part of something oh, in of any avenue of life. And I see that you brought one of your Bella Army with you today. You know it. Artem is like a walking <laughs> poster, the, the hoodie. He and also, is. when he you have, me. Um, let, me just, let me just point out, when you're like Artem and you have legs for arms, like he has these gigantic biceps and a chest that is bigger than my waist. Yeah. No, wait, a chest that is bigger than three of my waists. Um, that it is fills, so it, much. It right. fills out the shirt, uh, the hoodie nicely. And so how, how about you, Artem? I mean, so we met originally on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Um, and obviously you guys were partners. And um, I, you and I clicked actually over what I didn't think we would click over, and that was design. Right. And so, I mean, you get so busy. The Dancing with the Stars is, it was the most fun experience of my life, but it was also one of the most sort of exhausting and stressful because yeah. it's, it's actually not healthy to dance nonstop as much as you have to the way that you guys do because you should let your body recover and rest. But we had to dance every day, like four to five hours a day, plus you guys had to do the choreography. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, depending, you guys were probably the same as Emma and me, we had to fly around a lot because of my work schedule. So when you are so entrenched in dancing and choreography and everything, how do you have time for your passions like design? Um, good question. Well, even though once you're on Dancing with the Stars and you also have these tours that you have to constantly do back and forward, and we usually used to have two seasons a year of just the Dancing with the Stars show on television, and we had the two different tours. So you probably have about two weeks off in the whole realm of the year. That's crazy. But yeah. What I was trying to find, because everything kind of surrounds by dancing or exercising, because that's pretty much you do all day long. I tried to find something that kind of like take my mind completely off because you can get really exhausted mm -hmm. by doing exactly the same thing over the years. And it kind of becomes not just unhealthy for um, your creativity because it's like how else you can come up with something new because you never kind of experience anything else. Mm -hmm. So you practically function on 
multiple years which you dedicated prior to Dancing with the Stars and whatever you kind of studied and learned and seen, you try to use and kind of reinvent for the show. So um, trying to be an adult and actually own a property, you know, for the first time, I could not afford to get something that I actually really, really liked. I could get something that I could afford. And I remember from kind of like the young age, I was very much into... Um, Cherchenia, which is, um, I guess, like a drawing, but it's not really a drawing. It's more... Um, like a sketch? Or, or, uh, sketches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sketch, but it's not sketch uh, of like a plant or a face. It was more like a sketch of uh, um, like triangles and cubes hmm. and circles and stuff yeah. like that. Geometric. Um, like more like geometric. And actually, I love geometry in school. Like that's actually one of the subjects that I really, really enjoyed. Hmm. And what was this called again? Chechia? Uh, yeah. Chechenia. Chechenia. Sounds so much cooler than yes. anything I do. Yeah. Uh, right? Chechenia. <laughs> In your low voice, too. Um, so I remember being kind of really interested in that. And I also kind of find that later on in my life that actually my dad um, was really amazing painter. Mm. And, well, amazing. He actually painted one painting, I guess yeah. I would say, right? Of the um, Mona Lisa. Of Mona Lisa, and it pretty much looked like a complete replica, and what? he never painted in his incredible. life. Incredible. So Which did he call it bizarre. Mina Lisa, so that he, like, <laughs> for, for rights and royalties, it's his Mina Lisa? Mina Lisa. Mina Lisa, Did yeah. you get that? So so with what you do um, with home design, architecture, like uh, when you were showing me like like your living room, for example, right. it's very stylish, and it's sort of a modern, it, it had a contemporary edge to it, but there was a lot of, like the use of warm tones and... Mm-hmm. and I think if I recall too, you had a, was it a concrete slab you had to your fireplace or what was your, I'm trying to remember. Well, um, I have, well, there's the two properties that I kind of remodeled and um, was kind of part of my creation, what I thought would be the best for it. But um, one of them, I really enjoy working with um, like a rustic metal. Oh yeah, it was a metal. You were it was a rust, it was like a big metal sheets that I found by accident and... Um, I tried to weather them by myself, not really Wait, knowing what I was doing. Wait, you just accidentally found a metal sheet? Yeah. Well, actually, AKA well, stole. It wasn't yeah. really like a found <laughs> in, in the sense of like, oh, I just found on the street. But I was doing a couple of researches online and I kind of like look for different... I like textures. Yeah. And I never thought I would be really into it. I like the texture. I like the quality of fabrics and I like different types of fabrics. I like things not necessarily just clean, but more has a bit of more like the age to it. Like mm-hmm. it can age really well or it could be very durable. Like that was always my thing that once you become like a, such a clean, neat freak, you always won't have it perfect. But if the texture of something is already has that old antique look, you can't really ruin it right. by using it and by just, living I guess, the it. everyday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, living with it. It's kind of like, it gives a lot more character to it. Yeah, well, in a design anyway, we, we love, because, you know, I love a clean aesthetic. I'm actually an organization freak, and I like things nice and clean and a more contemporary feel. However, um, with that in mind, if you infuse certain rustic elements or historic elements or something that is a little aged or patinaed into a more modern design, I feel it gives everything more character, yeah. and it's almost like a conversation piece. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like a binder, I guess, for yeah. um, because it can get sometimes a little too clean and neat and it's almost becoming like a museum piece you never want to use. I was a big believer in 
having a space that actually you be able to use every day and you be able to not just like dust it off every two weeks because it's never, people just don't go there. Yeah. I want to create a space that you would just go and sit and enjoy. So it's not just a museum piece, you know? Yeah, exactly. That, that's great. Um, you know, grandma and grandpa's old uh, living room, the formal living room that had plastic yeah. on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. It always drives me nuts when you walk into a house and see that. And they're like, it's only for special occasions. I'm like, how about make every day a special occasion? Well, yeah. it's true, I agree. Yeah. I, I get so bothered by that plastic. Because it, it, it's like living life half-ass. Yeah. yeah. Am I allowed to say? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, but yeah. You it's, can say ass. You know? Oh, good. Yeah, but, it's like living that way. Like, you're not fully living unless fully you enjoying. take the plastic off the couch. I know, but <laughs> no sometimes plastics. you have to realize where people come from. And I think... But why buy a couch that you're going to be so worried about? Maybe they um, literally saved all their lives to buy that one couch that they did not want to ruin. He you does know what this all the time, by the way, in our relationship. He, he plays the, uh, the opposing the opinion. Yes. Yeah. Just I'm always sake. like... But you but 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 you know I think it's true I think people people have a different pride in something that they own. But know? also you know with, with that in mind if you think about it most of the people who have that plastic on the couch in their formal uh, living area it's an older generation. Yeah. And a lot of times and actually it's in a lot of older you know Italian homes um, or anybody from Europe uh, and I think it is the way that they lived. People had less things um, yeah. back then, and also um, you're you know, more careful with the things you've saved yeah. up you more. Exactly, appreciate you appreciate more, and you want to make sure that that stays pristine. And, and um, entertaining back in the day was a lot different than how we entertain nowadays. Yeah. For example, you have you, you know you look at old houses like this place. It was built in 1921. Wow. Well, before people would have the living room, the formal living room, and you mm -hmm. formally invite guests over. You sit in there. The kitchen is separate, and then someone's bringing you your coffee or your tea or whatever, and you sit there and have a conversation. Now it's more relaxed. Everyone comes now in. You kick off your shoes. I want to see <laughs> yeah. you in the kitchen if you're prepping the meal and, and uh, pouring the wine, and then we just play games and hang out. So it's just the way living has evolved. Yeah. It's so true. So we were recently in France, and what was fun because we both are like not only like history nerds, but we we have a very Artem and I have a very old-fashioned side to us, and that's a you know a re, one of the reasons why we click so well is we, especially we love like France or I would say what European stuff. I or, think I think we just love culture in general. We do. I feel like architecture and um, traditions yeah. and different countries has to offer so many different things that they known for yeah. that you kind of want to experience. I think culture in general is such a there is so much information that you never can really comprehend. And, mm -hmm. and deeper history than what yeah. we have out Absolutely. here. Absolutely. But how much did we love when we were attending all the events in Burgundy? Like we were invited to these home dinners that you start in the drawing room with like your glass of rosé. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they move to Chardonnay. It's a big fireplace and everyone's in nice outfits talking. And then they have like the butler come in that brings you into then the dining the room where room. everyone dines. Yeah, and it's like red wine and dessert wine. And you know that I was in heaven. Do you remember the movie <laughs> Midnight in Paris? Yes, so I love that, that movie. So you were in Midnight in Paris we where you were back in time. And Linda and I, we love Paris. And so yes. we've gone many times and, and going, we actually have gone to that spot on in the, the movie on the steps oh, where yeah. he got hopped in the car. You guys should try that. But yeah. when we were there, it was actually really uh, cute because our building too, where we were staying, it was hundreds of years old. And to in, to enter our our um, hotel room, basically, you actually had to step through. It was an oversized window. It was almost like a floor to ceiling window, and it no opens way. up and you step down into the street and it just cobblestone feels like you're streets. Living in a different time, yeah. That's and it so makes you neat. it makes you marvel at all the details, like. 
it, you know, smaller doors, it's like, it makes you wonder, wow, they were much, yeah, they were all Linda's height. height. Yeah, yeah. I would be a, a giant, but also, yeah, it, you would. The, the funny thing out there, everything, everyone's a slower pace. I think, I love yeah. it to be there. I couldn't yeah. live there full time because I'm go, go, go. Yeah, but when you're in, that. when you're in a coffee shop or a restaurant, it takes them 15, 20 minutes to come over and take your order, and then it's slow between orders. But I love that because people actually sit and have coffee, and like, yeah. that's what we loved about yes. Italy too. Like, you're walking down the streets, and Every, like, life just happens on the streets. Like, they're just outside having a conversation, yeah. sitting on the, on the curb. That's what I was just going to say. They're so present yeah. there. It's not just, like, eating and then running away and going, but, right, but I will five say, hour dinners. In yes. Paris, though, so true. Yeah. I was, Linda was making fun of me. We were at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Gorgeous view. This, you know, amazing, amazing structure. And I took a conference call because oh, I, I had to do God. some work. So and so they're like so romantic, Drew. But uh, I was like, but it was really good cell reception. Oh, and yeah. you'll remember that yeah. we're here. Yeah. No interruption up there. Yeah. But uh, anyway. That is so it's, funny. Traveling is a big part of, for like for us with design and what we do, we pull inspiration from everything, whether it's somewhere, a commercial building, industrial, whether it's residential, whether it's something in Europe, a castle in Scotland, whether it was, we were just down on a Latin press tour last year um, in our shows and seeing different aspects of Latin America. Yeah. We love pulling influence from everything we see. The more we see, the more opportunity it gives us to, to grow our creativity. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine that. It's, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt is like one of like the women that has inspired me so much. And I loved reading her books. And what I found so interesting about her was her dad started to make her travel at a young age with her. Mm. So she got to see Paris and all these different countries. So she said as a child, she respected history so much. And she realized that with like the European kids and kids from just different areas because they grew up around all this amazing history and architecture. And you just opened up your eyes and you mm -hmm. felt it and you yeah. saw it. And she's like... I realize we lacked that so much in America, unless you lived in Boston or New York, pretty much. But um, and it was something she really forced with her kids. Mm. It's and I found that so interesting. It's like you do get so much inspiration when you travel, and it's not yeah. so much here. No, like I mean, there's some spots. It depends but, who you are, but I mean, and, and but I still is love this like richer. The, yeah. there is yeah. still amazing history in the United States, and even, even Canada is a lot younger, but um, obviously than Europe or, or right. anywhere else in the world, but. It's, uh, it's, there's still a lot of character and, and a lot that we can learn, but I think it's just that yeah. worldly travel. I was five years old when I, the first time I went to Scotland, um, being wow. five years old, and I was there for a month and, and to explore and see how di different people live and see castles and cathedrals that I had never seen in my life before. See, so, that's really cool. So what, what was childhood like for you? I mean, you're, you're like me, you have a twin. Yeah. We were inseparable. We have an older brother as well, JD, but as, as younger kids, we didn't hang out, the three of us, because Jonathan and I were everything we did together, yeah. but our older brother just, he found us the annoying little annoying. brothers. Totally. Yeah. We, um, well, Bree and I, we are older. So two, like we are the older sisters and we had a younger brother who is two and a half years um, younger than us. And we always say that we made him the man he is today because that poor kid we just beat up on so much. Um, but we actually, all three of us were really close. I think because we all played soccer and we were competitive and we traveled a lot, like starting in, I think it was fifth grade, we started to travel for soccer. And we did that all the way up until college. And so um, it was like, I mean, we Brie at one point, what was it, second grade or first grade, she told my mom, like, I don't want to be a twin anymore. 
<laughs> and then, like, the compromise kind of was like, up. just don't dress this alike anymore. Brie got really sick of it at a young age. Is she I, the older or younger? The younger. Okay. I'm like, do you know how lucky you were to dress like me? That's what I tell <laughs> <laughs> And did you say it like that at that young of course, age? Like, you do know. you know how lucky you uh, are? To my dress mom like said me? how I would walk in the kindergarten. Like, Brie would oh, be screaming, crying for my mom. And she's like, you would just walk in like you own the place. And you wouldn't even look back. And I'm like, oh, things haven't changed. So, so, is that, so what, what are the biggest differences? Because a lot of people look at John and me and they're like, you guys are identical. Everything's the same, but we're not. We're very different people. I could tell you guys apart, but I think because I got to know you so well in Dancing with the Stars that when I see stuff for you guys, I'm like, but people feel the same way with Brie and I. Like when you really know us, they're like, you guys don't look like, but anyone who doesn't know us, they're like, how can I tell you guys apart? Mm -hmm. But Brie and I think it's our personalities, right, Artem? And you have to jump in here. Um, (laughs) She loves to call me bougie. And I'm like, do you even know that definition? But (laughs) I am louder. I like, I'm just, I'm more glam when I say breeze. Let me just point out, granola. when you gave the (laughs) voice that you would give to your sister at a young age, that was bougie. Okay, so (laughs) I'm a bougie half. Um, Breeze, our little hippie, but like, we, like, there's no one else that I could have more fun and a happy hour with or like travel the world with, but we are legit night and day when it comes to dressing men, right? I mean, you're around us, right? You were just around us for two months straight filming. He's analyzing. Artem is the thoughtful one. He's very thoughtful. I think it's, obviously you are very different. You're not the same person. And I think being twins, from what I've I've experienced it, you kind of like have to go against each other because you're trying to be so individuals by yourself that you have to choose different paths whatever you want to take. But I, I think you just like more fine things. I think you have much more respect and much more appreciation yeah. for that. As I think Brie took a path of being more um, environmental and thinking more of like... I recycle. But what <laughs> I, I realized is I need recycle. to focus more on reusing and, wait, and getting the, less. Repurposing? And there's one more. It's... Um, Upscaling? But... What is it? Not upscaling. What are the three R's? Reduce. Yeah. Reduce. Yeah. That's what I realized what really makes the change is reduce. Yeah. But. Bree just gave me a lecture on it. What I think is interesting (laughs) is that when you grow up as a child, you're never really being ever confronted with being environmental and being this friendly towards, you know, the earth and everything else. You just kind of live your life the way your parents live your life. You never really had this urge of, oh, we really need to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, unless you're and twins I think breed. now, because, <laughs> because I think it's a, such a big issue worldwide and we get so much bombarded by social media that something we do have to do about it. I think yeah. that's why people now becoming a little bit more aware and once you become more aware, you want to be more productive. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. I mean, we're very yeah. much activists for the environment. And, yeah. and we, I mean, Linda was born on Earth Day. And, oh my God, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, she's an Earth Wait, Day. Wait, that's... April, April, that's right, 22nd. Yeah, so, but I mean, the whole thing uh, for us is anybody that we're trying to inspire, it's a matter of, you know, you want to inspire people, you don't want to attack them for how they've been living. You don't want to make them feel guilty because they're not perfect. That's what I have to tell my sister. Yeah. We didn't all grow up, as you said, you know, being aware of all of these issues, but the important thing is that we know it now. Right. We make the little changes. That's why, like, I thought recycling every day, I'm like, yes, I, I was... So proud of myself till my sister was like, reduce it. And I'm like, jeez, I just started doing this. Like, give me a break. Well, pep talker. You know, the funny thing is, twins can talk to each other in a way oh. like no one else does, and you don't get offended the same way. Like, if somebody else 
kind of like snapped at me sometimes the way Jonathan does, um, I would punch them square in the face. Yes, um, but they he hit he does it. Belt, right? It's well, like yeah, but ouch. I mean, but it doesn't I actually. But it doesn't bother me. I mean, we do yeah. back and forth. But but he could say, to be honest, I probably snap at him more than he does me sometimes. And I do we don't take too. it um, as a super aggressive thing. It's just the way the twins talk. But then every now and then, I'll t- I'll be talking with Jonathan. I'm just very direct. And again, as the efficiency guy, I just. I'm very direct. I don't have emotion behind things. I just say how it yeah. is. And then I'll turn to Linda and I'll say something with the same tone. And I'll be like, whoa, and I'm right not your away. twin. Don't talk to me. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, it's like so attack. funny. I could, I see that. We, my, I mean, my mom is like, you guys just made me so upset. And then you two are just laughing five minutes later. And I'm yeah. here still affected. She's like, you don't know how many people get affected by it. And I'm like, then walk away. We'll be fine. <laughs> There's that bougie again. Oh, we'll be fine, Mom. Just walk, just walk away. Just walk away. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Growing up, though, you you know you played sports, you played soccer, and what got you into wrestling? So, actually, Brie, believe it or not. Um, so, always being athletes, my sister and I, at a very young age, we were just so drawn to the entertainment industry, and I was very drawn to old-fashioned Hollywood. Like, there was all these amazing actresses, but, like, I wanted to be, like, Vivian Lee or Marilyn Monroe. Like, mm. I thought the old-fashioned movies were, like, the coolest because I was also very drawn to the costumes mm-hmm. and the characters. But being a competitive soccer player, every time I wanted to do a play or something, it was like, no, you can't because of practice you're and you have the games. Yeah. You're, you're the athlete. Exactly. And I had to deal with that all the time with school. So I'd always try to take drama class because at least I'd get, um, what is it called? Credits. Um, or, credits. Yeah. But it can never go beyond, and I'd always try. And so, Brie, so we were Hooters girls. Well, in California, so when I, when we got to California, the only place that would hire waitresses, because there used to be a law here, and I think it's changed, but if any restaurant had hard alcohol, which mainly every restaurant did, you had to be 21 or over to serve. Mm-hmm. So for us that were on our own, like those were the jobs that were making like really good money. Hooters was the only place that didn't have hard alcohol, so it was the only place where 18 and over mm. can actually serve. Ah. And we were like, do we do this? I don't know. But so we started working at Hooters, and they would air the pay-per-views there every month, WWE pay-per-views. I didn't grow up a wrestling fan, um, but I remember that was the Attitude Era, so I would see what they would do, and I'm like, what are they doing? Like, Because the women were doing like bra and panty matches and just stuff that... Me as a female athlete was not, I was, that was not appealing to me. As you're standing there in your Hooters outfit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With cutlets in my bra to make my boobs look bigger. Because oh it did gosh. increase tips, believe it or not. We had all the tricks. Um, oh my gosh. Even how we'd say, do you want fries with that? Um, but <laughs> like you squeeze your cleavage. Oh Are you my proud? gosh. I know, um, Artem actually does that too because he has man cleavage. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's how he got me. Yeah. I'm just I kidding. Do you, want fries? do you want fries with that? <laughs> 
So um, Brie, though, um, all of a sudden came to me one day and she was like, you have to see what these wrestling girls are doing. And I was like, I was just thinking of what I used to witness at Hooters. And so um, I watched Monday Night Raw and I was beyond impressed. Like these girls were actually physically wrestling and I was so entertained by their matches, but they were these characters. Like this one was the school teacher and this one was the villain and they called her the Phoenix and they had all these characters and it was like these pre-tapes and I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything I love in one. Like you get to bring the drama and thespian life into it and the acting life, but you get a bring in the, the badass sport. athletic yeah. sport life. And, and anyone who says, because we have friends you know, who are wrestlers or yeah. have done WWE, and anyone who says, oh, it's all fake, WWE, it's all fake wrestling, that get in there and try doing it. Yeah. You have to be an athlete to you do the stuff to. that you guys do. Oh my God, it is, so I mean, I've broken my neck and I literally have, I, the injuries go on. I've broken my nose twice, I had a tooth knocked out. I've separated my shoulder. And I even mean, after, the list goes on. After you broke your neck, you still got I back still into the I still went back, yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. So it's, I mean, you're out there physically fighting. Like, yeah, we have predetermined finishes. We, we know how it's going to end, and that's just so we don't kill each other because it's not a video game. We don't get to just start again. But it's and also we're back building the over, it's the arc of the story. It is literally like a scripted movie or a series in the sense that you yeah. guys are learning the, the entertainment side of it. You're building a story that the audience can follow and love. Yeah, Do you guys watch Glow? Yeah, you know, I, I watched season one. You Have you seen it? I haven't seen it's it. So it's so Allison good Bree, and entertaining. And you know what I love is, it's like, and you see it even in GLOW, like we go out there every night and it's like we get this blank canvas and we can paint whatever artwork, painting, store we want into, like want on it, mm -hmm. but you use it with the interaction of a live crowd, with the characters, yeah. with the story. And there's nothing else like that in the form of entertainment, not in a concert. I mean, nothing. And it's like something that I miss so much because that adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. And to worry about TV land. Like you're worrying about a live crowd, TV land, and the story that you could continue to tell all through movement. I think it's such a cool like mashup of so many different aspects of entertainment yes. and athleticism and storytelling. Yeah. So how do you, both of you, get that adrenaline kick now? Now that, you know, your- YouTube dances. YouTube dances. Whoa, 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 wait, what? <laughs> we do uh, dancing on YouTube. I haven't seen this We've yet. We've done two, right? Yeah. So like, we're like supposed to have one. instructional or like- Like we do like a full on Dancing with Stars performance almost. Oh, wow. Just that's, that's you amazing. two. Just us that's two. That's amazing. And yeah, him and all the pros can learn in three days. I still need two to three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's pretty amazing, though. And uh, so, so let's actually talk about how you, got, how, how you first met. I mean, yeah. that's back when we all first met. And so basically, I, I'm going to say that this you're together because of me. Uh, yeah, that's, let's that's how we're And playing. I just want to say that you guys make me so giddy. Oh, uh, thank you. Well, I love well, that. I remember I was at an airport, and I saw, I think it was People Magazine, and I was looking at the magazine, and there was a, a snapshot of you guys inside. And this is after Dance with the stars and uh, it had said oh is a spark flying or something like that and I had heard nothing from you about this yeah but I remember how you guys were like you, you almost seem like best of friends like you've known each other forever when we totally. were on the show and I called you or I, I texted you yeah. and I said okay you guys are together are you hmm what's happening here I said something along those lines and you responded with a very like no no we're just friends and I'm like <laughs> bullshit so t tell me how this came to be me 
Okay. I think you, yeah. Okay, but you can butt in. Who is the instigator? I always, do the, okay. I always do the talking. I know, he never has a chance um, when he's with me. That's, like that's, that's yeah. why it works. I know. It is. He's How so cute. He does. He's so sweet. So, well, Artem and I definitely had instant chemistry and a connection, but it was just strictly like... Strictly ballroom? Well, and you know, <laughs> friends, because you know, you can meet people in your life, like people that end up being your best friends, like actually yeah. girls that I met at Hooters. We always tell people we're college friends, but we're actually all met at Hooters and we are like inseparable best friends. We all connected yeah. so quickly and had that chemistry of how we laughed and talked. Like it was as if we knew each other forever. And mm-hmm. Artem and I, like you said, were the same way. And I'll be honest, I would have never thought I would have had anything in common with a Russian ballroom dancer. <laughs> well, and at the time you were also dating John and so engaged. I, think, oh, I didn't realize you were engaged. Yeah, we were engaged. Oh, you were engaged. Yeah, we were engaged. Yeah, so you were at a different stage in your life. So there's a connection yeah. there, but it wasn't a romantic connection necessarily. No, and that and that's the thing I guess I always have to be careful to talk about is um because sometimes I don't think people realize the connections they have. Like, if you're not into the same sex, you could still have this connection with the mm-hmm. same sex that can be platonic. And um, and friendship. Like, I don't think people realize that you have a connection and chemistry There's with your best friends. There, yeah. That's why you're best yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think you even realize it, and you guys probably have, even in business. Like, girls in the ring, there were some that I had no chemistry with, and you could see us. We would try to put a match together, and it could be the two best wrestlers ever, but if there's no chemistry there, the match looks like shit. Yeah. Yeah, but when you had chemistry, you the crowd would be on their feet. Like yeah. they bought everything you did and it's because you just moved in such a way. Yeah. And there were some girls that I had that and some girls that I didn't. And some of them would be my friends and I'm like, why can we not get connected out there? And did yeah. you ever what figure is it out? Because I feel like, especially in like recent years, I feel like I'm questioning it more and like I just, you know, yeah. there is something to this vibe. Like there's something. Understanding physical. why you connect with certain yeah, people more than others. Yeah, and I wonder, yeah. like, why am I besties with you and not this person? Like, I think it's. Just, I always just. Yeah. It's just very fascinating. I believe in energy in the universe. So I believe things are meant to be, and like I don't feel like anything is. Like, people won't come into your life as an accident. That's how I feel. I feel like mm-hmm. they're either here to teach you. Like even relationships that fail, I always. I truly believe, and what I've realized is they came into your life to teach you something and vice versa. And then this Russian ballroom dancer came in (laughs) and he ended up being like my really good friend. Like Artem and I actually would talk so much, right? When we were dancing to where it almost- Like you would talk a lot? Yeah, well he actually would talk so much. You're not doing it now. You know know what's funny though? So you know how we're all, when we're we're all training and we're in our different rooms and I was always, whenever we were all at at the same uh, dancing stars training facility, I would just peek into all the different rooms from time to time just to see what everyone's up to and stuff. and you could always see your connection, but a couple of us, Emma and me, and a few others, yeah. we would always tease about you guys because we're like, you're a wrestler, and and Artem's this big buff dancer, and I think mm-hmm. the more that he sort of manhandles you because he's supposed to lead you, the yeah. more you're gonna be like, and, right? And then you're gonna want to body slam him, <laughs> and then really show your affection, and then your next dance that we saw was the one where it was like you pinned him down at the end. Do you remember oh, the? Yeah. And that that I, I laughed. I actually probably laughed it out loud so when sexy. we were live yeah. when you did that because I hadn't seen the, the end of the dance. And when I lay, I just fully slammed yeah, him right slammed over him my down. shoulder. It was hilarious, but that was probably the pinnacle of that. Pent up sexual frustration. Well, you know what was crazy is they never aired it, but I I wrestled Artem all the time at practice. Oh, really? Like, 
anytime I would get uncomfortable, instead of being like, oh my gosh, whatever, I would just start to fight them. <laughs> and they were You're always like, like oh my yeah. gosh, but they never aired it. They never aired our fun stuff. Like he and I would laugh so much and like goof off, wrestle, or he would be teaching me crazy moves that we would never be allowed to do. But like, I would get really fearless. So he's like, I would hold a selfie phone and like, do the craziest shit, but they never aired any of that stuff. We just always had fun. And we were the opposite with Emma and me. All they showed, almost all they showed, was the goofy moment. I think, I think they, they, because you know, everyone's got a character a yeah. little bit. It's almost like WWE. Everyone has a character, and I was sort of like the dork. goofy dorky guy because yeah. I didn't have the dance skills that Jordan Fisher had or Lindsey Sterling had. Yeah, but I could goof off a little bit, and then I, I and then I would try and do tricks because I was. Um, stronger than uh, the other um, male dancers. Well, not the yeah. dance, not not you guys, but I'm definitely not stronger than Artem. But uh, <laughs> but like Jordan Fisher, right? So I could right. do I could do tricks with Emma that he couldn't do. Right. Yeah. I definitely couldn't dance as smoothly as he could. Yeah, he was. Yeah, him and Lindsay. I was like. Tio would always be like, that's not fair. I'm like, I know, that's not fair. Let's just say that. That's just not <laughs> fair. It's not fair. And so but then, so where, when did it become official uh, that you guys were an item? Well, so when Dancing with the Stars ended, we didn't talk for a long time. I mean, that was kind of the end of the journey, right? Like right. I was going on to marrying then the man of my dreams and planning my wedding. And Artem and I didn't talk for a while. And then things happened in my life and I remember Artem reached out to me after the breakup, uh, like one, a few times, just to see how I was doing. And then I remember we wanted you wanted to hang out, and I was like, "You're the last person, sadly, I'm going to be seen with." Because just right. it was Dancing with Stars had ended in November, my breakup was in April, and it's just still in the media's eyes. Like I, I knew how it worked. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even just being there during that time, how the paparazzi was with us, and John was. I mean, majority of the time when we were um, doing this, was, I was with John, he was filming Transformers. Yeah. We just, he had night shoots and I had these day shoots. Um, but I, I felt bad because I was like, I just, how much I would love to hang out with you because that friendship was so special to me and like mm-hmm. was such an amazing time in my life. I'm not gonna do that. And I was in season filming and I hit a really bad place. Like I was going to rock bottom. It was just really hard to have a public breakup. I never realized yeah. it till it happened. And um, I was just not expecting what did. Um, and then it was like, so that was April. And then was the next time I saw you, that if that breakup, it was, it was December. Well, so, so we didn't see each other for Christmas. almost a year. Wow. We had talked and texted a few times, but that was it. We like, also have to remember we were like touring and traveling yeah, right you and living your lives. And, yeah, that's yeah. true. And like, um, like that was probably the busiest year that we actually ever had on the show mm. because we did well, you like had two tours. Right after. We did two tours yeah. and we also oh, did, did two different uh, oh, seasons. Yeah. Honey actually, three, we had three seasons that year. That's crazy. That's right. Which is juniors, athletes, and the regular season. And then for for Bella's, you were on the road. Shooting. We were filming San Diego, and then I went and came back and fought Ronda Rousey. So then I got on the right. road, going everywhere, and had to go do a tour. It was. And that was like a hard time in my life because just that was the first time coming back after my big breakup. And so I wasn't ready for it, but it was, you know, they wanted me to come back a main event with Ronda Rousey for the first ever all-women's pay-per-view. So even though mentally I wasn't ready, I was like, I don't want to miss this. This is what I have like 
you know, have built my career on broken barriers for, for these women, like I'm not going to say no because of what I'm going through mentally. And being there, it was too soon and it was a struggle. And that's when I met you. That's when I saw you. It was right after the tour. I came back from that tour and after fighting Rhonda for a while, I just was like, felt beaten up and mentally and physically. I was like, I need time off. And I think I escaped to LA. Mm. Yeah. And then that's when he... There was my Russian. ...inked up his Russian charm, said... Took me to the farmer's market. How do, you, how do you say in Russia, um, let me take you to the farmer's market? Yeah, you go that's from here, Russia. now you do this I just said, how do you say in Russia? How do you say in Russian? Yeah, how do you say let in Russian? Let me take you to the farmer's market. <laughs> ah, we done this. Yeah. So you wooed her with your charm, and then... Um, well... There was kind of like a holiday season, which is the happy season of them all, as everyone knows. And they didn't celebrate Christmas in Russia. We so don't. This is all new. And to it's him. a kind of a funny thing. Like whatever people do here for Christmas, that's exactly our New Year's. New Year's is the bigger holiday than Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I love to cook, and um, one of the farmers market right near my house, which is in Studio City, um, there's always a cool spot to go to just pick stuff, and then you can cook later on or whatever. So, um, yeah, I invited Nicole to go to the farmer's market and pretty much just ran away from me. That I day. did. That's great. I and left him in the middle. She ran away. Wait, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> well, so I didn't, this, I didn't even think. Is this the bougie think. side coming out again? Oh, well, yeah, kind of. Well, the scared. Well, what I didn't realize is that there's paparazzi everywhere. Like, I just didn't mm. think about it. So he took me to the Sherman Oaks Farmer's Market. So Artem's literally like looking at tomatoes or whatever, like measuring them up. <laughs> and all these people jump out, they start to take photos of us. And I just like freaked out. Like I wasn't, one, I wasn't expecting it. And then I'm like, oh gosh, the speculation. I'm just going to be what they all think of dancing with the stars have and you, partners. And I just Notting left. Have you Hill movie? I didn't yeah. even tell It's pretty him. much one of those things where it's yeah. like, you just become like, what so just happened? you were the Hugh Grant. Yes. And you were the... Uh, I just walked away and then arms around and I was literally gone. I like walked away, got my car and I drove off. I was like, I can't do this. I know. And then out in paparazzi on the cover of People magazine is Artem with a couple of tomatoes in his hand. Sizing them up. Merry Merry Christmas from the farmer's market. Yeah. Um, I crush you. I crush you, you you grapes and tomatoes. (laughs) I So, I I mean, I guess I understand that if you had that fear of um, a wrong, but it is a year later. I think, I think sometimes but people But they're don't, not forgiving yeah. in the media. Yeah. And I cared too much what they thought, you know? Like, for me, that's how I always felt when people gave me a tough time. Like, for so long, people were so hard on us, like, with the media. And I would be like, it's been a year and a half. Like, move yeah. on. Like, yeah. it's... And, you know, they didn't. And it was like, even in that beginning part, oh, my goodness. Anywhere we went, it was just so miserable. Well, and that's sad because you guys want to enjoy, and especially too in your early years of being together. I'm glad you guys are, you know, here you are a year later almost still yeah. together. But that when two people are trying to connect in early in a relationship, those you don't are, need all the outside. No, you don't need yeah. that yeah. negative influence. You don't need influence. people telling you anything. Right. Yeah. We, we had a little bit in, when we started because um, our shows, we met just before um, Property Brothers really took off. Yeah. And so there was a little bit of popularity, but it hadn't really taken off. And when we started dating on social media and whatnot, you know, there was some negative um, comments and some people that just flat out rude or yeah. or saying racist things or something that's oh very negative. Gosh. And I'm like, yeah. why would you do that? What's the point of doing that? But lucky for us, it was before things got to anywhere near the level of yeah. your your career 
um, has been and, and the amount of um, television exposure you guys both get, yeah. um, that, that calmed down a little bit. And then you just learn to not read it. Yeah, then right. exactly. Because it's still, yeah. people are always gonna have their opinions yeah. and the one thing that I have learned so much is they're gonna put whatever they want in a headline because they want you to click. Like that yeah. is their goal. And if they don't have quotations, they could say whatever they want to have you yeah. click. If they claim it's just a source or a family member said, if they don't have you quoted, they can't get sued. So they could just say whatever. And my eyes have been so open. It's like now any story on anyone, I just won't even believe it because I've seen mm-hmm. this stuff out there on myself or on Artem yeah. or on both of us. Because of course, when we started dating, then he had exes from like UK coming out and saying stuff. Like it's oh, yeah. just, I'm like, I remember telling Artem, I'm like, the only time I ever feel like we're safe and happy is when we're in your house. Well, we ended up having, uh, for our wedding, so we, we got married in Italy in this small town, and we had... It looks so beautiful. Strict, oh, I so wish you guys fun. weren't in season I'm and so you could have made it. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, it, it, was, it was fun. Val Renault there. Yeah, there we go. We'll all go <laughs> yeah, back there. Yeah, you should. Oh. We'll encourage you to get married there. Yeah. No, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> but we, um, anyway, when we were there, though, we had some really strict um, instructions for the venue, and nobody could release any information about anything because we, wanted, we didn't want any press to be there. We wanted yeah. just our own time with our family and friends. And we ended up, there was, on social media, somebody started getting a couple of photos that were popping up. And it turned out it was uh, a a family friend's girlfriend that he brought was trying to sell something to the media. Um, And I'm like, come on. Isn't that terrible? I'm like, really? And so now you see, like, but the reason was, I guess a whole bunch of our family and friends told us that, you know, because people were posting that they were out in Europe. Yeah. The people who are sleuths, they know that, oh, well, they know um, Drew and Linda, they're in Europe. So this means they know where the wedding's going to be. And they would be um, DM'd on Instagram and Twitter yeah. asking if they can give some exclusive photos. And we literally had like two dozen of our friends and family that we know of, probably more that were hit up. So they're always digging for something. But always. luckily, we, you know, we have a... It's the same with you guys. People, people really love you, and then yeah. you know maybe there are people trying to get some some dirt on something. But there are oh, a yeah. lot of uh, the press outlets and a lot of the fans that they just want to support the positive side. Right, of you. Yeah. I agree, and that's what we always try to tell ourselves: is there's way more positive than negative, which is good. But you gotta tell me something else. Meet my folks. Oh, What's the whole dealio? Because that that was your first <laughs> you time on TV, know. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy is our episode that aired that night, it was season one of The Bachelorette, Trisha, and I think we beat them out on um, beat them out of ratings. Holy out on moly. ratings. Yeah, it was like a huge deal. I will never forget that air that night. It was the first uh, Meet My Folks at a Twin special. That just opened up my eyes so much. I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. <laughs> it was just, I can't even remember how, it was our agency. It was like, just do this. It's good for you guys. You know, a lot of that stuff, they'll tell you just exposure, right? No, no, wait. This was before WWE? Before WWE. Yeah, so your very, very first TV appearance. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so naive to how that world worked. Like, when the mom started yelling at me, I was like, is this lady for real right now? Like, <laughs> they told me to go in the jacuzzi. Your son jumped in, and then the mom came out, like, screaming at me, pretty much, like, calling me a hoe. And I'm like... I don't know what's even happening here. What is the premise of it? So, well, it's so weird. So usually it's just three girls and then, or it could be vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's a guy and his family or a girl and his family and the parents end up choosing like who that person dates type of a thing. Then they want to do a twin special, but when you think about it, it's like really That's so gross weird. because he wasn't a twin. Like we showed up and we're like, it's one dude. So, <laughs> well, um, we, you know, we we dated the same girl at one time. And, uh, yeah, no, no. right. 
Um, and it was, I mean, I think Brie and I, we like were kicked out first. We kind of like, we were so young and we just like goofed off the whole time. I think it was 18. I was 18 or 19. And when the mom yelled at me, I was like, I just remember being like, this lady better be kidding me or like this show's about to go somewhere else. Like, it's about to get beyond bougie. It's about I was to get like, oh, hell no, because oh of what she was saying. And I think because... I was like, producers just told us to sit in here. So I'm so confused what's happening. Was she not informed? But then they now, were wanting that. That's what they wanted. Yeah. And they got it. Um, but I'll never forget it. Aaron was a really big deal, that episode. Just the one special. I remember all the news cameras coming in the next day into Hooters. And our managers are like, what's going on? And they're like, the Garcia twins, we blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Brie and I were hiding in the back. I'm like, I'm not about to talk to about, about me, my folks, and my Hooters outfit. Yeah. Here, like. As I, I, I was laughing, you're like, I was so young and naive uh, on this meet the folks. And then here they are interviewing you at, at uh, Hooters in your outfit. So young yeah. and naive. <laughs> Um, so, and like the South Park episode, like. But then, did, that, did that give you a little tease? Even though there was some negative side to the experience, but did that give you a tease for something that could be a great outlet for you as a performer? Well, you know what? I actually didn't think of it that way. I don't. I don't know why. I think I was so scarred from like how everything was a lie and like Brian. And I think when you're with your sister, you just like amp each other up. Like, can you believe them? I can't believe them. Like. We amped each other up to like being just like, oh, we got so used um, that I probably would have gotten to things quicker, but it almost made me take a few steps back because I was like, like discarded from how we were so mistreated. Um, but I'm trying to think of when did WWE, how much, oh no, because I didn't start wrestling until I was 23. Hmm. So that's, I mean, that I was oh, 19 yeah. and then 23. Like I kind of was like, I really like my life in San Diego. It's chill. I can party underage. I think I'm good right now. <laughs> Not realizing then there's the real world. I mean, they probably would have been handing me drinks under the table, but. And then fast <laughs> forward into your, your wrestling years, though, where you get then become, at this time, you're thinking maybe that's it for TV and whatever else. But then you have, for WWE, you are the longest reigning Diva champion. Yes. And you've won twice. Yeah. Right? That's so pretty one, impressive. yeah, won twice. And I think I almost, I probably was had the second shortest reign when I won the first time. I was a champ for a week and I lost it, but it was because I didn't sign my contract and I left the company for 11 months. So they were like, you're, you're going to lose your title if you don't resign. And I was like, take it. Yeah. And so I dropped it the next pay-per-view and then I left for 11 months because I was just at a point where I was really sick of how women were being treated mm. and the lack of TV time and the storytelling and I just wasn't fulfilled in that way and I wanted more and I just, no one cared. And so I, I literally thought, and it was really scary, but hey, maybe they'll pay attention if we don't re-sign. Yeah. And it was a really scary 11 months, but... What year was this? Um, so bad with years. I, it would probably be around maybe... 2009 or 10, maybe 2010. And, and was it 10? Both you and your sister decided not yeah, to resign? Both of us. W were they trying to, yeah. were they were they trying to, because Jonathan and I, all the time when we were trying to do some acting, we were trying to do some TV, everyone wanted the twin gimmick. And oh, yeah. They really wanted to play into the twin gimmick. And Jonathan and I were really, we tried hard to make sure that we don't mind showcasing us as twins because it's something unique. Yeah. But we don't want it to be a shtick or a gimmick. Yeah. So how did they try to deal with that side of you guys? W 
It was like our natural gimmick was just being twins. And then they saw everything so identical, like the way we talked. And it was so corny at times. And it was like, I just want to be my own person. So when we were gone for 11 months, it was like, I finally got to be Nicole again. And then they came to us with Total Divas. And they're like, look, they don't want to do this show without the Bella Twins. We need the Bella Twins back. And it was Divas, Total Divas, where we finally, everyone got to know us as individuals. Mm. And finally, when Vince let us bring that to the ring, and then we soared because Brie wanted to be 90s grunge and play that. And I wanted to be the athlete I always was and bring that to the ring. And we were just so sick as being identical because that wasn't who we really mm-hmm. are. Even though yeah. we're identical twins, we're not the same person. Mm-hmm. And it was like taking those 11 months away, even though it was such a scary step, um, it ended up creating the most opportunity and our voices like were heard in so many amazing ways. And that's great to be able to, to make a hard decision because financially it's a hard decision oh, too to walk away from that. I went but broke. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and that's that's scary oh, for people. I was like, I guess here I have this name, but I guess I'm going to go back and waitress. Like, like good for you too. Yeah. Actually walk yeah. away from it. Totally. Knowing that, well, I'm not going to go back unless they... Yeah, and so totally. with us as well, like I, Jonathan and I have been growing our real estate company for almost ten years. When I missed acting, and I made that same decision too, where I'm like, my passion was acting and directing, and I hadn't done it. <clears throat> excuse me, I hadn't done it in like ten years, and so I actually stepped away from what we were doing. And there was yeah. a chance, same thing, that I could run out of money. I had no idea what my, my future was going to look like. But if you truly are passionate about something, or you want to make sure that you're yeah. not being used in a way you don't want to be used, um, you want to be supported, not used. Yes. It's worth doing. I agree. And Always that, that fearful step. It's crazy what it can bring. And even the drive and passion it can bring you. Yeah. I think when you're in the position where you have nothing else to lose, it's crazy what you can become. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Now tell me, where does Bella's come uh, like, where, where does Bella come from? Because Bella- Garcia is your birth yeah. name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandfather, he was full-blood Italian. He used to call my sister and I Bella. Mm-hmm. So when we knew, like when we debuted on TV, we couldn't be called Garcia because it was our real name. Like Nikki was easy for Nicole and Brie, they just added an E to her name. Um, and she's Brianna. Um, we were like, well, why don't you call us the Bella Twins? We were just wanting, my grandfather had passed away a year before that. And so it was kind of a memory of him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice little tribute. How do you balance um, like the sexualization of everything you do versus like empowerment? Like, do you ever get criticism saying like, oh, you're such a hypocrite. Like, you know, you're all about female empowerment, but also you're... Wearing scantily yeah. clad yeah. clothing. Right. It, you know, for... For a while, especially in the ring, because my outfit was a bit provocative. I mean, it was still enough to where moms still like loved their daughters to be around me and look up to me. But what I always try to tell women is your strength is your femininity. Like, I think sometimes we feel like, okay, to be strong, I need to portray myself as a man. Mm-hmm. That's not our strength. Right. And when people try to say that to me, you know, so like I'll get battles and it's been a lot like a lot less over the years, but women will say like, oh, you call yourself, you know, an empowering woman, but look at how you are. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. 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 This doesn't mean that I'm less empowering because I show cleavage. I was born with breast. Right. What should I live in turtlenecks? Like this is who I am. This is what made me. Yeah. This is, I, I tried to be empowerful like that with my yeah. nipples on right. camera, but they still yeah. don't want me to. You got to yeah. own it. But no, I, I, I 100% agree with yeah. you too. But also if you think of as well, like, um, like a lot of people in sport, for example, they think real athletes are men because they're they're stronger and they're faster. 
No way. In my no. opinion, when you look at sport, like basketball was my sport. The yeah. way women play basketball in the WNBA, we have a lot of friends in the WNBA. Yeah, so that, much smarter. So much, like, mm-hmm. there, there's great team play, there's great agility and athleticism. And with what you do as well uh, as a wrestler, yeah. like, I would like to see some of these guys that are trying to say that guys are better at sports or wrestling than right. you guys. I'd like to see them step in a ring with you and do what you do. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and then, as a dancer, Artem, did you ever get made fun of as a kid saying like, oh, dancing is only for girls? Well, I think, well, I kind of was lucky because growing up in Russia was very different than right. growing up, I believe, in any it's other like a country. It's thing, right? Um, well, I think Russia is known for hockey, ballet, and... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be like too dramatic, but drinking vodka probably. <laughs> so, um, and being evil people in every single movie you can possibly think of. Yeah. But you, you, the you, do, you do have a good evil villain beard. <laughs> he right? does. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to keep it longer now. So, um, <laughs> it's funny, like, once you step away from the dance world, you become a little bit more different, I think, just in general as a person. It's crazy. Like, dancing does keep you in in a certain vision of what you should be versus what kind of you would be normally. But I was never ashamed for dancing. Never, ever. And but I don't think you also... feel like in the States, though, like they would judge your sexuality? Or I feel like when I was your partner, so. I heard that from so many people. Like, oh, yeah. is, is he straight? Is mm. like It was always questioning yeah. your sexuality because you were a dancer. I guess I didn't struggle with it because I was already old enough being in this country and questioned by people I already knew who I was mm. and there's right. never like was doubt in my mind that I'm something different or something else. Um, so, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think, I think in Russia it's, again, maybe speaking from like European perspective of just growing up and culture-wise, anything you do artsy was never kind of like, was oriented towards, oh, you are gay or, you know, like it was never really like criticized by by any of that. And what do you think Which is actually fine just in, you know, like, I'll, like, I'll be honest with you, I've heard the word racist very first time being in the United States of America. I never heard the word racist or bullying growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But again, it's maybe just my own personal experience and maybe I was just that lucky enough to be in an environment that was very supportive. And my parents supported me pretty much through my whole career and they, they devoted all of their income to, for me mm. to practically become who I am right now. So um, maybe my my perception of things is very different from, you know, experience of other people. But yeah, like it's it was... It was shocking culturally coming to U.S. and having all this and amazing opportunities to strive and become something very rapidly and very, very quickly uh, versus like I feel like in Europe it takes a lot longer to achieve something yeah. great. I think in America it takes a lot quicker, but it comes with the cost of people have a certain opinion of you. Yeah. You know. Well, I think um, what I mean, my family are all from Scotland and I've spent a lot of time in Europe and you really see in certain areas of Europe, especially or in, in Russia as well, and, and even in um, parts of, of Asia where um, when you are taking on a task, whether like a skill like dancing or music, um, it is hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like training is hardcore. Like out here, yeah, I want to go do a karate class. Oh, I'll go once or twice a week. I want to do a dance class. Yeah, you do a little bit here and there. And and then if you get a little more into it, then you can take some more classes. Um, but from what I yeah. understand too, like from my dad's generation and also being uh, being from out in Europe, if you're doing something, whoosh, 
you are in there, and this is like full-time university as a 10-year-old yeah. dancing. I feel it's like crazy. It, it's very different curriculum the way we, well, I've been taught coming from whole the other side of the world. Um, I think it's a very different curriculum is that if you do anything in life, it's not supposed to be just fun. And I think the biggest difference between growing up back back in Russia or I guess any, any other parts of Europe and growing up in the US is that one of the most things that I've realized is that people over here, the main focus is if they're not having fun, they're not doing it. Yeah. If I would ever think of the same way and growing up in Russia and think of it, am I having fun? Mm. I probably would say like, no, then I shouldn't be doing it. Mm. But the fact is, uh, I think when I was doing stuff, it was more about if it's a challenging, it means you actually are doing something. Mm. You know, so I feel it's a different mentality you grow oh, up 100%. with. 100%. You know what? It's funny when you say it. I never even thought about I, that until you mm-hmm. said it. But I think we're just so lucky. Well, well yeah, yeah. to have the opportunity here to just go after what we're, what, what's yeah, fun. Yeah. Whereas so I think true. like when, when my dad talks about it or friends of ours that, that grew up in Europe um, said exactly what you said. It's almost for some families... This is a responsibility, not mm-hmm. a, not a fun thing. It's a responsibility to work hard at whatever this task is, because this is also one way that you could change your future path yeah. to pull you out of. You know, if a family didn't have a lot of money, if you become a top level dancer, this is a way that you could change your future and, and yeah. opportunity for the next generation. Totally. But, um, and there is also a whole other level of um, commitment and determination um, mm-hmm. with achieving a, a high level of of skill. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like. There is no success without a struggle. Yeah, oh, 100%. That's, that, that's the easiest way. Anyone would tell you totally. that in business, I think. I oh. mean, you, you will never achieve your greatest um, you know, uh, achievements without some sort of a struggle or failure along the way. And failure so is not true. a bad thing if you're learning from it and you're growing. Right. So how, yeah. how long have you been going with the podcast now? Are you loving it? I'm loving it. Um, gosh, how long is it? I want to say almost a year now, right? I've, yeah, so Bree and I... that, yeah. Yeah, almost a year doing the Bella's podcast. We love it. I mean, my sister and I, as you guys can tell, we love to talk. Um, <laughs> so well, it's maybe perfect. maybe it's not a year. Maybe like six months, I oh, think. Oh, but six months, but when you're around them, it feels yeah. like a year. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a long time. Um, but yeah, so it's been really incredible. I just... It's another outlet and platform that you get to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And Bree and I, even though ours is like a variety show and we involve a lot of drinking in it. Um, we also make sure that there's something inspirational and like motivating to it and just challenging. We like to challenge our listeners and we love to kill rumors. Oh, we bash them. I mean, I don't think people, I've noticed this. Rumors about you guys? Us or if we have guests come on, if they ever want to mm, take a stab at it. Set it we, straight. Oh yeah. yeah hey, what rumor had, would we have? Have you, what, have you ever well, heard you have to Google. You know, the, the best is you Google yourself. Oh, I never Google. And then look at the news part and then you might see some headlines. You're like, What? I've never done Happens that. Happens to me almost weekly. I know uh, fans, <laughs> when we had started uh, growing, like Property Brothers growing, if you typed in Property Brothers, mm. the, yeah. the first... The autocomplete. Yeah, the autocomplete. The first uh, three of the first five would have been Property Brothers gay, Property Brothers uh, are a couple. Yeah. Property Brothers know, are they married? Are married <laughs> to, each, like, to each other. And we're like, what? What is it? But oh uh, I'm like, say whatever you want to say, whatever, as long as you're enjoying the show. Uh, right, happy, exactly. But, so, yeah. That is so, well then, if you want to come kill that rumor. Um, now but, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, but it's been great because so I feel like it's really settled down, like headlines, and uh, people have had fun. So 
We're, we love it, um, especially in the beginning because Brie and I would get, I mean, we'd pretty much get drunk almost every time. And then we had to start slowing it down a bit. Like we have to, let's just do one glass of wine. Whatever bottle we're going to pop, let's do one. And when our guests come on, like we'll drink with them. See, this yeah. doesn't work for us though because Linda, she'll look at the glass of wine and be drunk. Like Linda yeah, turns yeah. red. sleep the whole time. She'll turn red, <laughs> she'll look drunk and fall asleep before the, the podcast even started. Well, so sometimes we, we uh, mix it up. Like we've done... So we had Andy who created Headspace. Do you guys like Headspace? Are you Is guys meditation? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I made sure we opened up with coffee because I was going about <laughs> with Andy from Headspace. Be like, all right, today we're gonna have some sake. <laughs> so we like we always switch up our alcohols and yeah, and especially when it's festive, we'll do hotty toddies and mm-hmm. it's just we have a lot of fun with it. And I think being drinkers. Nice. Yeah. It's been a really fun part knowing like what are we gonna drink today? <laughs> Do you use Headspace? Do you guys use Headspace? Yes. She used Headspace yeah. a lot. Well and I'm 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 using it as well as a as a just I'm just he sleeps next, next to, to me. Yeah. So. I'm a so you head just case, follow along. Funny. You're a head yeah. case. Yeah. But you actually you might benefit from headspace. Yeah. It's it is the one thing that can like calm me, slow me down, put me to sleep. I mean, Artem, when we met, Andy, we were tripping out because poor Artem is like listening to him for like almost a year now, every night. No, <laughs> that, is it his voice? Thing. It's his voice. Yeah. So oh, okay. the whole time I was interviewing him, I was tripping out because yeah, I'm like, like, this is who so I go to bed with so every night. So in your interview, you, <laughs> fought, you fell asleep. Yeah, because you're used to him. Yeah. Like, so we, we actually went for meditation uh, uh, training at the, at uh, the Chopra, Center. Chopra oh, Wellness yeah. Center. Oh my God, and I love him. It was him. amazing for us and, and really digging in and, and talking with the um, like the professionals, whether it was on the yoga side or it oh, was on nice. the meditation side and finding that sort of um, silent space between all the thoughts that are running through yeah. my head and, and really dig, digging, digging down and opening up all my ch- my chakras. And, and Drew was like, this is the first time I've sat in silence for 10 minutes. Speaking of silence, no, my stomach, stomach is, is not like, silent, but, yeah. but it, it, was, <laughs> it was amazing. And, and the yeah. amount of, you can do more if you actually step back and do less, if that makes sense. Yes, my it's, sister tells me that constantly. Yeah. And what goes back to the beginning of our conversation, which yeah. I do, you do need some space in there mm-hmm. too. Well, think. I think we should now all do a one-hour meditation session followed by vodka and YouTube dancing. I'm huh. down. All right, let's do this. Thank I you so much for hanging out with us, guys. <laughs> Thank you. I only did meditate. Before. Why is Arnhem leaving? Come back. Come back. Body shots, Arnhem. Wait. <laughs> we need chest oh. vodka shots. Beer ice luge. <laughs> So I was right. Artem was named after a Greek god, actually a goddess, Artemis, the god of the hunt. Hmm, maybe that's why he's so great at chasing after dreams. Maybe. Hunting them down. And maybe he's going after my dream as a designer because the pizza oven he's doing that back, <sighs> that fireplace feature wall that he did in his living space. He has got a good eye for design. He is handy and stylish and... Yeah. I bet you he dances on the construction site. I'm the, sure he does. That's his new show, The Dancing Contractor. <laughs> the Dancing Builder. The Dancing Designer. Dancing des- Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, I get royalties every, <laughs> every time that term's used. Dancing Designer. I, I did think it was interesting to hear Nikki talk about WWE and wrestling and, and what that does for women and how she empowers women because a lot of people will see that 
you know, is it sexualization or is it empowerment? Is it being overly provocative or is it showing a strength in your femininity? And it was, it was pretty interesting to yeah, hear Yeah, and, and she is so representative of the fact that you can be all of those things. Like you don't have to be either or, and it's not fair to peg someone as, oh, just because you're sexual and, and you love your body and you express yourself through your body, you can't also be strong and empowering as a woman. Like I, it's not black or white. And I think we all need to accept more of that of people and, and just stop labeling things. Like she's doing what she's, she loves and she inspires so many young women to do the same. So I think, you know, yeah. just leave it at that. Well, and I mean, even if you look to with the WWE, originally when they were trying to negotiate her contract, the terms were not favorable for her and Brie at all. And I think it was pretty cool that they just walked away. And for them to walk away from this massive opportunity or what they thought was opportunity, but then to say, no, you know what? My morals are more important to me. The need, my needs and my passions are more important. I'm walking away from this. And in the end, it paid off because she was able to renegotiate on her own terms mm -hmm. and come back to the WD. And also coming back as well with her and Brie not just being a twin gimmick. I think that it was really important for them. Like any twins can relate or triplets can relate. A lot of people will lump you in as one person. They don't see you as individual personalities. Do you get that a lot? I do. I find from time to time, not as much now as adults, but especially when we were younger, everyone just thought we were the same person. They treated us the same way, but we are our own people. Or they always think you should be together. Well, they, they do. And <laughs> it's funny when we're at an airport and somebody's like, hey, the first thing people usually say is, where's your brother? I'm like, I am my own person, but he's five feet over there. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I think it's cool though. So Nikki was able to come back and so was Brie and, and showcasing their own personalities more instead of just being that twin dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's the same for our shows too. I mean, I uh, I was going to dye my hair blonde and go with a mohawk. You should. And uh, Jonathan was going to start wearing only bell bottoms, but big ones. I love big bell bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> they would look good on you. They wouldn't look good on Jonathan. Bell bottoms look great on guys. Yeah. In the 70s. The 70s are back. It was also a ton of fun hanging out with Artem and Nikki on the Bellas podcast. Mm -hmm. We did their special Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, check that out if you haven't already. So we definitely want to hear from you guys. So you can email us, feedback at athomepodcast.net. Or on Instagram at at home. We want to hear who you think we should sit down and chat with. And what topics you think we should cover. Yes. And also we want you guys to rate us in the app store. So make sure, give us five reasons, five star, <laughs> if you love the podcast and give us comments too. We love to hear those comments. Coming up, we have lots of great sit downs. We have Colton Underwood. And Jesse Tyler Ferguson. We also have Lamorne Morris. So lots of great people. We look forward to chatting with you guys. A big thank you to Brandon Angelino. Brangelino. Our podcast producer. And... Anna Lee Bell, our researcher. We also have music by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. Feels like home. It really does feel like home. Because it is home. It is home. <laughs> We're at home and I'm hanging out with the love of my life. Linda Fan Scott. Should I change my last name to Fan? Yeah, Fan Scott. Drew like Fan Wayne Scott. Like Wayne Scotting, but Fan Scotting. I like this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for another great sit down. Another Thank great you. Time. Another great chance to connect. Dun, 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 dun. 
ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (laughs) Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.